Welcome to Marksmen, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ's likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and want to welcome you to today's podcast. Thanks for hitting that play button and just taking a few minutes with me today, this week, as we dive just a little bit deeper into our study of what we're calling the obedience of faith. And of course, here on Marksman, the whole goal of this podcast is that we're learning as men what is the goal? What is the purpose of our life? What did Jesus pay for? What did Jesus make available? And that is the fact that we could follow him. That's right. We could walk like he walked talk like he talked, live like he lived. He was not only our substitute, he was not only our redeemer, he was not only our deliverer and savior, he is our master and he is our example as men how we can walk this life and do life God's way. And so when we talk about the obedience of faith, if you missed any of the previous podcasts, just go back on the Marksman feed and you can catch up to where we are. Each one of these kind of stands alone, so don't be too hung up by that. But just thanks for being a part of today's conversation, and I hope you'll hit that share button and get this into the hands of other men, friends, buddies, uh, anybody you think this conversation would be an encouragement to. So we're going to pick up today's conversation on the obedience of faith as we again just talk about why is it obedience? Why is obedience the issue? Because trust is the issue. Faith is a word that we could really synonymously use with um, trust. In, In fact, I love to remind everyone of this, that what was lost in the garden? What really went down in the garden? Why did mankind get separated from God? And why did Jesus need to come? These are big questions, and they have a very simple and profound answer because it all boils down to the fact that what was lost in the garden, what happened in the garden, what went down in the garden, it was simply this, that a father lost the trust of his children. Now let that sink in, men. And what did Jesus come to redeem? What did Jesus come to restore? What did he come to restore in the heart of men, in the heart of mankind? What did he come to show us? Well, he came to show us what it looks like when a man remains in the love of God. In fact, he says that literally in John 15. He says, I want you to remain in my love as I remained in my father's love and literally kept his commandments. So even Jesus connected his faith in the Father, in his obedience to the Father. In fact, he said things like this, I can of my own self do nothing. He said, I only do what I've seen with my Father. And I only say what I've heard with my Father. And he, of course, is the premier example of faith and trust. And he again is restoring everything that was lost in the Garden of Eden. He's restoring that trust in the heart of man with God our Creator and God our Father. And so as we dive a little deeper into this study of of the obedience of faith, we can never get too far from Jesus being the premier example of what it looks like to follow God, to trust God, to have faith in God. God. And it all ties down to this issue 
We need to trust him, which is going to be exemplified. It's going to be demonstrated. It's going to be expressed in some way. And one of the big ways is our obedience. We do what he says. And in fact, I'm I'm stirred in my heart right now to go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, if you'll just join me there. Um, this is at towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, three very powerful chapters. I like to call that, this was the Jesus podcast. <laughs> Thank God for the Marksman podcast. Um, but I'm telling you, these three chapters are all red letters. This was what Jesus said. So if you want to just tune into the Jesus podcast, well, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is a great place to start because literally Jesus lays it down and there's so much we can learn from those chapters. The red letter, I call it the red letter podcast, right? Well, in Matthew chapter uh, 7, this is the very end of the pod, podcast. This is the very end of his teaching. Here's what he says in Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24. Now, men, let's, let's tune into this today. He says, therefore. So after everything he's been teaching, not only in chapter 5 and chapter 6, and what he had just said in chapter uh, 7 earlier, he had talked about that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to even enter the kingdom of heaven. In fact, why don't we back up and grab that? We got time here today, and there's no use trying to get any further than we need to today. Let's just get everything God wants for us in today's conversation. Here's what he says. Um, Matthew seven fifteen kind of begins it. It's the setup for what we're about to look into. He says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes out of thorns or figs from thistles? Even so... Every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. So it's about the root. What is the root? The root produces the fruit. You can't have a bad root and get good fruit, and you can't have a good root and get bad fruit. So what did Jesus came to do? He came to put the root of the divine nature. He allowed the Christ to be seated into our heart, and that's why Paul had the revelation. He said, Christ in us. It's the hope of glory, which is the expressed attributes of God. It's the expressed image and likeness of God. But what does it come from? That root of Christ in us, the hope of glory. So he goes on to say in verse 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is going to be hewn down and cast into the fire. It's very similar to what he was teaching in John 15, where he says, abide in me and my words abide in you. And if that happens, then you can ask whatever you desire and it shall be given unto you. He said, I'm the vine. My father is the vine dresser. It's this very similar language to what he taught and recorded in John's gospel, chapter 15. And then what he goes on to say Right after he says, wherefore by their fruits you shall know them, because the fruit reveals the root. Now, let me just say this. Um, we can have the root of Christ in us, 
But all of us, once we're born again, we're in the process of the renewing of the mind, being renewed in the spirit of the mind, the Bible says. And so sometimes we'll do things that aren't in line with who we are in Christ. But don't let that condemn you and shame you and make you, oh my gosh, I must be a bad tree. I got bad fruit. No, 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 no. If you've been born again, if you've accepted Jesus Christ and you've received Holy Spirit to regenerate you, to allow you to be born again of the Spirit, and you're, you're honoring the Word and you're seeking God, don't allow, if you do something not in line with God's character and God's nature, don't allow that to shame you and think, oh my gosh, I must just be a bad tree. I got a bad root in me. No, no, no. You have the root of Jesus Christ in you, and you are aiming your life at Christ's likeness. And all of us are going to have a constant course correction that takes place day by day, hour by hour, sometimes minute by minute, as we continue to press towards Christ's likeness. And so solically, we're constantly adjusting, constantly realigning, repenting, coming forth, coming back to truth. The Bible talks about practicing the truth. He who practices the truth is righteous, 1 John says. So we got to practice. We got to make sure we're in the game. And we got to make sure that just because something happens doesn't mean, whoa, I got a bad root in me. No, you have the root of Jesus Christ, men. And so we are aiming our lives at Christ's likeness. And it's what we do to press towards the mark of Christ's likeness. So when he goes on to say, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Let me ask you a question, man. Is there a desire in your heart to do the will of your Father in heaven? Just simple it, just boil it down to that. Is there a desire in your heart, men, to do the will of your Father in heaven? And if that simple answer is yes, I want to do the will of God for my life. I want to do the will of my Father. Then let me settle this today. I'm telling you, we're going to get this settled today. Because I'm telling you, the enemy beats a lot of people up on this. And they read passages like this, and they hear it, and they just get condemned. And, they, and, and somehow these scriptures put them on the outside, and they condemn them, and they shame them. But that's not what Jesus was doing. He was simply identifying the fact that I'm coming to put the right root in you, to put the divine nature in you. Peter talks about it, that we are partakers of the divine nature. So let me ask you again, do you want to do the will of God? Do you want to do the will of your Father in heaven? And if you do, then let it be settled today forever. You have the right root in you. And because you have the right root in you, you are destined to produce all the right fruit. So don't let, even as we go through wonderful passages like this, don't let these passages disqualify you. Don't measure yourself against yourself. Measure yourself against Jesus and allow Holy Spirit to cheer you on today. And I want to be a voice of of admonition today. I want to be a voice of encouragement today. I want the Holy Spirit to even use this podcast to cheer you on because I'm here to settle that issue for you today forever. If you want to do the will of God and you want to do the will of your Father in heaven, then it is settled. That desire alone was authored when you said yes to Jesus. 
And God is both the author and the finisher of your faith. So don't allow obedience, something that you just got to strive for to one day be obedient. No, we're saying that Jesus put himself in you. He's the obedient one. He seeded obedience in your and my heart. And because obedience and trust in Christ himself has been seeded into our heart, planted into our heart. There's a root of obedience in us. There's a root of trust in you and I. And so it can only bring forth that fruit of trust and love and following God's plan for our life. Man, I did not see us getting into that today, but I'm telling you that is an answer for you and I today. And I want you to take hold of that hope today because I really feel like many times we read through scriptures and rather than allowing the conviction of truth to call us and invite us and draw us up and draw us in, we then measure ourselves against us and we give ourselves a failing grade, maybe a D, maybe a C, but a lot of times we give ourselves an F, failed, flunk. But I'm telling you, that's not what we're supposed to do. When the Holy Spirit convicts us and truth speaks to us, that's our invitation to say, thank you, God, that you cared enough to correct me. You cared enough to author that obedience in me and author trust in my heart. And so, man, I just want to pray with you today before we get off today's podcast. We'll pick it up again next week. We're not done with this study. I'm telling you, but today we got a big answer. Today we got some encouragement. Because if you want to do the will of God and you desire to do the will of God, then you, my brother, are destined for victory. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for sealing this word in our heart today, sealing the encouragement and the conviction of the Holy Spirit as we as men press our lives towards Christ likeness. God bless you, men. I'll see you next week again on Marksman.